0: It's episode 87 of Leading Ladies, Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting across from the coolest local weirdo herself. (laughs) I'm talking about Emma Nicole Smith. Hi. Creator of Weird Corpus and also co-host of Fierce Signal podcast. And you're also doing another podcast... Tales from the Crypt Creeper? Uh, it was uh, Tales from the Podcast. Tales from the Podcast. Yes. Okay, about Tales from the Crypt. Yes. Okay, yeah, see, that's super cool. And you're still doing that?
1: No, I had to take a little break from that. It was I was getting a little overwhelmed with, like, the podcasting and then the zine and then the events and all of that, but I'm still actually a regular, so you'll see me on there in a week or two, a couple
0: weeks. Okay, heck yeah. So. First things first, shot of tequila okay. for the woman of the hour, Emma. We- or oh, wait, I- wait, Imani wait, Cole. I'm <laughs> Cole. Entity. Okay. I love it. I bought that pretty fresh. Oh, good job. But
1: yeah. What do you think? It, whoa. Right? Pretty good. That's really good. Yeah,
0: I recommend Usually
1: it. Usually it doesn't have like a bite at the end. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just. Gonna no, you were fine
0: because most people cringe or like have really? to sip it. But no, you did perfect. OK. OK, so you've been doing event planning for. A really long time yes. I mean when did this start the because you you've told me before
1: mm-hmm.
0: your events is, it's more about an experience
1: right so my very first party was and I actually have the poster right here to give you the exact date
0: yes please also she has me in her space right now and I love it so, <laughs> oh, <that's> my, great.
1: <laughs> so my very first event was October 24th I want to say it was like 2013 2014 and it was called viva la lucha so it was uh basically i had girls wrestling um we had burlesque i would walk through a trays of tequila we had giant kegs it was not organized and it was <laughs> really wild and so that was like my first kind of taste or my first experience into creating an experience because anybody can run a venue, anybody can hire entertainment, but are you creating an experience? Yes. So that's what I've always um, prided myself on. That was like my first attempt, so.
0: Yeah, so what was the inspiration behind it? Because you've also always said the traditional kind of entertainment scene has never really spoken to you. And so have you always felt that way from a young age even?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like getting disappointed at, like, your elementary school haunted house during the oh yeah. you know, fall carnival. It's like, wow, like, no. <laughs> Y'all could, I mean, I could think of all the ways I could do this better. And I'm like, nine, so, yeah. <laughs> like, you guys could have done this or you could have done this. It would have, you know, been a little bit more of a enhance, yeah. enhancement, a good enhancement, but, yeah, I mean, I guess that I've always kind of, like, had a certain eye for for that kind of stuff
0: right and so when it comes to things being more non-traditional because you kind of tend I mean you you created weird corpus which we all appreciate so much but have you always kind of veered toward that end of the the scene I guess
1: the more strange and unusual kind of stuff definitely like one staple and a lot of my events are that the entertainment is a lot of burlesque performers. I've worked with burlesque performers for many years now um, with After Dark Review. I had the privilege of co- um, co-producing with two really great individuals. And I um, have a lot of drag queens that I work with, a lot of showgirls, all kinds of like different entertainment than what you normally see right
0: especially down here in corpus because i feel and like a
1: casual event like weird corpus too i mean how many family friendly events do you have where there's a drag queen like walking none. walking through <laughs> and entertaining <laughs> like, everyone yeah, li-
0: literally none and i'm so sad i missed the first weird corpus event i mean i if i didn't have to be out of town i wouldn't have been because i've heard tremendous things Yay. and sure enough i remember thinking after the fact because people were just raving about it that sure enough you created an experience but I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself so how did you develop the relationships with the, the drag queens and the burlesque dancers because you also know like strippers and, and people like that and so how, how do how do you develop those relationships <laughs> you know
1: I just I don't know I'm just like a magnet for like people that are different I'm just kind of like a magnet for it. And I've always been like just enamored with entertainment and like those entertainers because I've always wanted to do those things like, oh, I'd love to be a drag queen. or I'd love to be a showgirl. I'd for love sure. to be a stripper. Like, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You're killing it. But I just did. not I'm not an entertainer in that way. But how can I like get us all together? Like, how can I make this? How can I make myself a part of it, too? And it's and it's become me. Being a producer, did that answer your question? Yeah, no, it
0: actually did, and okay. um, I identify with that so much because there's a lot of things I wish I could do and appreciate others that can do it, and so how do I sh- shine the light on them and also like be a part of their group? And I yeah. feel like you did it perfectly. So the very first show that you threw was here in Corpus, and were you living in Corpus at the time?
1: Yes, I was living in Corpus at the time. So my fiance Johnny Hotcakes had an art gallery downtown on People Street. So he let me just kind of like throw up in there, like (laughs) throw up my creativity in there and like decorate it and just try something different. And he's always been like this enormous supporter for me. So, um, he, does he still have an art gallery? No, he, d- he went to law school. Oh, so everything like ended. So now he's a practicing attorney.
0: Okay. Good we're, for
1: him. He, we have normie jobs, but
0: <laughs> 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 I love that you use that term.
1: Yeah. We're, we, we have normie stuff that we do, but we also have our weird stuff that we do.
0: Yeah. Um, so he was an artist before or still is, I um, guess.
1: I would say that he's more a supporter of local art. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to create a space for people to... You know display their works that maybe almost like a lot like weird corpus in the way that like maybe they're not welcome in other spaces but hey you're welcome here we think you're great so um people were able to display their stuff there's one artist in particular whose name i cannot remember it was so long ago but she was a ballerina that would wear point shoes and dip her point shoes in paint and like paint that way on a canvas so i remember that artist in particular sticks out and it kind of fits within like the whole weird corpus thing Mm
0: -hmm. like yeah because it's know. definitely non-traditional it's different, yeah so when I first met you you were uh you were at the period corpus christi event at the right. Kendra Scott store and you were doing makeup and that's mm-hmm. when I learned that you had been in the makeup business for a long time Yes. so how did you get into that because I feel like it fits uh-huh everything that you're into and what you like and uh Your makeup's amazing.
1: Oh, thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Well, I've always loved makeup um, since I was a little kid. Like, I was notorious for stealing makeup from my mom and like bringing it to school and getting it confiscated. And she would be (laughs) livid. She would be so mad because she didn't buy, like, she wasn't a Maybelline girl. Mm -hmm. Like, she bought, like, nice makeup and. It would get confiscated by teachers and it drove her crazy. Yeah, because, you know, it's <laughs> like,
0: why didn't you take like a wet, wh- like a knife? Instead, I- you're taking like my high dollar cosmetics.
1: <laughs> and I used to, so I went to private school. I went to a Catholic school. Where? Here in Corpus? Yeah, at OLPH. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I used so we used to have to tuck in our polos mm-hmm. into our little khaki shorts. It looks so whack. But
0: <laughs> I used to I think like... Khaki shorts is I all ha- you got to say. I remember
1: say. I had this peach-scented body glitter, and I was, like, so obsessed with it. And I would put it all over my face and, like, my arms. It was so stupid because I'm, like, nine. But I was, like, <laughs> obsessed with this peach body glitter. And my mom would have to pat me down for makeup every day like i'm checking your pockets like okay she's good i checked your backpack and what she she never caught me but i when i would tuck in my shirt i would drop it in from the top so it would sit in the tuck so she wouldn't think to check my waist yeah and she would just be amazed by the houdini levels of like thievery that i would do just to wear makeup i was just obsessed with it and i would um pick up a lot of beauty magazines and things like that and i would try to this was before youtube this Mm -hmm. was before instagram Mm -hmm. tutorials i wanted to learn so i would look at a magazine look at how makeup looked on there and try and recreate it on myself
0: yeah see that's old school. Like that that yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. There's no one telling you like, "Hey, here's the the hack for getting like the perfect wing or yeah. whatever it may be." That's so cool. Yeah. But I love that cuz there's obviously some rebellion in you even at a very young age. Oh
1: my god. Since I was born, I was like super super late like when my mom gave birth. Like when she <laughs> oh, finally are you serious? Yeah, I was like super late. So, the, I would say like in the womb I was like rebelling like, "No, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'll come out when I'm ready." <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> so when did you decide that you wanted to go into makeup a little bit more seriously? Cuz you had it as a career for a good few years.
1: So my dream when I was in a teenager was to work at MAC mm-hmm. because if you worked at MAC, like you were you were in. Yeah. And eventually, and, like, I totally bombed my first MAC audition. Like, See, I didn't
0: even know that was a thing. You have yes, to audition. You have to
1: audition. So you go through, like, an interview process, and then you go through, like, an audition process where you have to do, like, somebody's makeup. And I thought I was so cute. and My makeup was so sickening. I had pinup <laughs> hair, and I wore heels, and I was 17. And I went into my MAC interview... And I look great and I, you know, worked it. They loved me. They were like, Okay, come do a um come do a audition. Like you're gonna bring in a model and you're gonna do her makeup. Well, I'd never done anyone's makeup before.
0: Oh, only yours. Only my own. Oh no But I was like,
1: it's like doing makeup in a mirror. Right. Like it's fine. Yeah. Except it's never like that. (laughs) And I learned that (laughs) people don't realize career. Yeah. So I um I glued my model's eyes shut with eyelash glue. Like, it was a disaster. So I was 17 when I had my <laughs> first opportunity. Image. And then I was like, oh, like, it doesn't matter. Like, eh. but I had an opportunity after I turned 18 and I moved to Corpus or maybe I turned 19. I'd moved to Corpus um, to audition again. Where were, where so were you living I was living in Corpus. Okay, okay. Yeah. And someone here in Corpus was like, hey, you should try it. You should try it again. I was like, oh, my God, this is so awful. But have you been practicing? Well, yes. Okay. Well, give it a shot. And that's when I started my, like, my Mac journey. So mm. I worked here in Corpus. I worked at the Dillard's counter. I worked at the store for a little bit. I think I took a good little break. And then I, um, when I moved to San Antonio, I um, was freelancing. And then I was like, okay. This is fine, and then I got offered to be like permanent artist again. I was like, okay, this is fine. Then I was full time. Okay, this is fine. Then I was a manager. Okay, uh, wow, this is fine. I was a third key. Yeah, Mm. what does that mean? It's just like an assistant manager Mm -hmm. um, at my counter. So um, that was a really great experience, though. Like I learned so much like i learned literally how to work with all ages all races all genders there's so much more to makeup than like putting your face on somebody else yeah like to just the thought that i did that is so cringy to me what do you mean like putting my own makeup like trying to do oh. some, my own makeup on somebody else you know she had a totally different face shape and skin color and i didn't even you know use that much mac at the my very first audition right And then it was, but you can't be hard
0: on yourself because I think that would be anybody's instinct, right? Like I'm really good at doing this on myself, so let's just replicate that.
1: Yeah, and it was just a disaster. But once I started working with the brand, um, I learned so much from like the people around me. There, I worked with some really incredible artists, and they were all very. um, I'm very grateful the things that I learned from so many different people mm-hmm.
0: so. not to mention managing um especially a big company like Mac I mean you know you were in the San Antonio store so is that something you and in- did you feel came naturally you know kind of running the show
1: I had to grow really quick and I guess because of my experience in. um up until that moment, like, it was, I was ready for it, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every minute I was a third key over there um, at my location. Like, mm-hmm. I loved it. And shout-out to Trotter for giving me the opportunity. He was my manager, and he gave me the opportunity to just, like, really flourish up there. And um, so I'm, like, super grateful to him, grateful to, like, Sylvia. I'm, like, all these shout-outs. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all they, better listen. They really, like um, – they really helped mold me to have that kind of like management, I guess, skills and experience and mm-hmm. to be able to like help younger artists grow and help nurture them and to help them like blossom into the best artists they can be.
0: Would you say that any of that meant because, you know, when, when you're managing, you're obviously managing people, but kind of managing the spot. Did that help at all? Any of those skills when it came to putting on and producing Absolutely. shows? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Oh, hi. <laughs> hey, girl. hey, girl. Hey, girl. Good night. <laughs> uh, what was your question one more time? Um, oh, I remember. Yeah,
0: Mac management learned skills. <clears throat> yeah,
1: so um, it definitely transferred over into producing. But in, the, in a way, producing shows also helped me learn how to nurture my artists and mm-hmm. how to run a Saturday at a Mac counter. You know, like it kind of... Um, mirrors itself so in a way producing shows helped me manage more I believe than that managing helped me
0: I believe that tremendously show. so this let's go back to the first show that you produced uh-huh. so what made you think like okay I I want to do this like there's nothing here is entertainment wise that has girls wrestling along with some burlesque and some drag drag no performers? drag that time. okay no, no drag
1: just yeah just girl yeah
0: so so what was the mindset whenever that idea came to be
1: i really wanted to create an escape so i envisioned like old mexico like i was envisioning like like um cockfighting like i was Mm -hmm. like oh we should have roosters in cages like i was thinking that grand and I would never do that now. Right. But I, I, at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, we can have, like, fake roosters in, like, cages instead of this crazy photo I love booth. that. Are
0: you kidding? Especially that they're fake.
1: Yeah. Especially that they're fake, right? Because we don't want real animals to be harmed right. in the making of an experience. Exactly. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to do something different because it felt like at the time and even a little bit now, like, you walk into an event and it's like, okay. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. And then you leave. And you were like, that was fun. Yeah. Or that was okay. And then you forget about it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing about it that's like, oh my God, do you remember when we walked in and there was like all these arcade cabinets and it felt like an arcade, like all the lights. It was crazy. Do you remember the video wall? We ha- they had all of those psychedelic videos on there. And I just said weird corpus in the middle. Did you see my Instagram post? <laughs> like I took a picture in front of the video wall or oh my god did you see it like rain money on frank did you see that
0: i saw the aftermath picture with the high heeled uh-huh. i love oh, that kylie picture posted that it's it such so a good picture good. Yeah. yeah
1: shout out to kylie mm-hmm. um so yeah so uh, people were like fanning out 20 20 bucks of like dollars and just like handing them to frank and there was this moment where he like had all the money in his hand frankie stein and he threw it up in the air, and he turned around. And he was—it was just rainy money.
0: Wow! Yeah. See, that's that's amazing. Ah, I'm so sad I missed it. it I, I can't wait for the epic. next one.
1: It was insane. Yeah, this next one's going to be even crazier.
0: Yeah. Well, it's in time for. Pride
1: in time for Pride. Yes, yeah, exactly. so yeah, when
0: we're gonna touch on that too. So tell me how. So you said the first event that you threw went a little crazy. So like, what were some lessons learned? Because you're <laughs> like, it wasn't organized you at know all. What
1: the biggest thing was me learning that I cannot expect people to do things for me, mm-hmm. and I cannot expect to not have a budget and to not have money ready. Ooh.
0: That was awful of
1: me to be like, I need kegs. Well, who's gonna buy them? I don't know. Figure it out. Yeah, that is. An awful attitude to have. And that, I mean, our party wasn't a failure, but that was like, why would anyone want to work with me Mm -hmm. if I just expect everything to be handed to me? I just walked in one day and was like, I want to do this thing. Who am I to say that? Who am I to do that? That's not
0: I still think it's kind of amazing that you had the idea and were upfront about it.
1: Yeah. Maybe it could have been
0: executed differently. Yeah, but but
1: I mean, I have to be respectful of the individuals that are also participating. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a big lesson for me was being like, I need to save money, have a budget and not expect people to do this for me and not expect, oh well, just come just come set up and like do your thing or just come perform. Like you're not gonna get paid, but it's gonna be fun. Yeah. like that's not the attitude to have in this industry. Mm-hmm. So that was a big lesson um a bit another big lesson is uh holding a tray of tequila shots walking through um a crazy party is probably not a good idea <laughs>
0: no are you
1: sure yeah people got super drunk but it was fun
0: yeah no i mean <laughs> it, it, like you're looking back on it right like yeah you know like that, that was a good experience and i learned from it now i'm throwing even more amazing events and experiences and that kind of thing so you have a podcast, yes. called The Fear Signal, yes, and you co-host with your very good friend Anthony. Yeah,
1: one of my best friends since we were like fourteen.
0: And so he's from Corpus too, right?
1: No, he's we were um, we went to high school together in San Antonio. We okay. met like probably the first week of our freshman year of high school, and we stuck together the whole time. But the really interesting thing about me and Anthony is that we were we felt like we were so different from everybody else. Like we loved horror movies mm-hmm. and. We were kind of like the, like the emo kids, but not really emo. Like I loved like Emily the Strange and like wearing like Converse and Vans. Yes, girl. But then I would come to school and like a peasant top and like bell bottoms and platform chunky, like cork shoes. Like what? <laughs> like who is this person? We were so out of place, but we were friends with everyone. hmm. So, like, we would sit at the jock table and hang out with all the baseball players. And we were all good friends. It wasn't, like, some weird thing. Yeah, so you weren't, like,
0: ostracized or anything. No, we fit
1: in everywhere. So we were, like, friends with the punks. We were friends with the emos. We were friends with, like, the jocks. We were friends with...
0: I can see that with you, though, that you would would, uh, go well with everybody. Maybe not be super tight with everybody, but coexist well with everybody
1: yeah we're pretty chill and um one thing one common thread between us is that we have like this deep passion for horror films and literature and comics and games games oh my god yeah i need a i need a pc again because i miss being able to play like horror <laughs> games
0: <laughs> favorite horror game on pc
1: oh that's a good question i think the last game that i played Oh god, I haven't had one in so long. It was probably Outlast.
0: I yeah, I've seen gameplay of that.
1: Yeah, that was wild. Girl,
0: I can watch <laughs> gameplay. I cannot play the game because yeah. I am that much of a sis. Really? Yes. Okay.
1: Well, I feel like the games are pretty well, they're not okay. It's, it's totally cool to just watch. I it, and am. The, it's, I, and it's okay. It's you like can watching be a movie. straight up. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like watching a movie. <laughs> like, after I didn't... After my PC, like, crapped out on me, like, I stopped playing games. I think it was maybe, like, 2011 or 12. And I haven't really played much since then. Yeah. But um, I love it. I don't know.
0: No, well, I they're coming out with all sorts of yeah. horror games. I, remember, I think the first horror game I witnessed being played was Resident Evil on PlayStation. And we just terrified it was terrifying back then i had to have been in fifth grade maybe maybe sixth yeah i mean i just remember being so terrified i mean you can look back on it now and be like the story's great and everything but Uh the graphics leave some (laughs) more to 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 the imagination yes but uh ultimately i think people just enjoy these games because you know we like to be scared in a way but Mm -hmm. you and anthony obviously took it to another level because y'all are sharing y'all's knowledge stuff that i've never even heard of and i'd like to say i'm pretty on the up and up
1: anthony is a savage
0: though incredible
1: he will like he like he watched antrim in vr like oh yeah i
0: remember (laughs) hearing you say that yeah that's no way not with that you know the scene i'm talking about that Uh cut scene absolutely not and whenever i heard (laughs) by the way shout out to the ruthless villains because yours and johnny's episode is by far my favorite i was laughing my ass off yeah, uh, but whenever you were talking about whenever y'all were watching it and that scene came up and you're like, no, I can't do this. I can't do it. Make it stop. I'm so glad you recommended I was that like, movie.
1: I'm done. I'm done. I'm finished. I, this is over. I don't want to do yeah. this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm over it. I'm so done. And it was literally, what, like six seconds?
0: It seemed way It felt longer. like I was there
1: for nine hours. Yeah. But it was literally like six seconds. There's this one scene in this horror movie, Antrim, like in particular, it feels like you're there for days. Forever. It's not that long. Yeah. And it's just so, because we're so conditioned to expect certain things from horror films, mm-hmm. and when it doesn't happen, you're like waiting for it, and they let it linger. That is awful. Yeah i loved every second same i know because you didn't forget (laughs) it was an
0: experience and i can't help thinking of there's a scene in hereditary a spoiler alert for anybody who's listening stop listening right now you should have watched it by now i I don't even feel bad for you i agree (laughs) but whenever the i can't remember his name but the son wakes up because he's all fucked up after the accident or whatever and he wakes up and he's just kind of checking it out and then you see his mom fucking creeping on the back wall and she's just there yeah like that scared the shit out of me and it's very similar because you're like, what the hell is going to happen? And, and they, they make it linger, like you mm-hmm. said, which isn't typical. So when did you and Anthony decide, hey, let's take our love of horror and turn this into a podcast? That's just, I lo- love it so much. I love y'all's graphic. Oh, thank I, I you. love that it's on YouTube. I just love it.
1: It was like in April or May of last year, and we didn't actually post anything, I think, until June or July. Mm-hmm. And that was because we wanted to make sure that we got the hang of it before we just threw it out there. We weren't like... We're going to record it and then we're just going to put it out like we needed to get a flow. And we did it every single weekend and we would never post it. We Mm -hmm. knew we weren't going to post it and we would have it as unlisted and we would listen back to it to hear like, okay, we need more energy or we need to um
0: you really are a producer (laughs) see i'm like "Mm, whatever i say that's it
1: (laughs) poor anthony but sometimes i'll be like we have no energy (laughs) right now like we're gonna stop we're we're like 45 minutes in there's no energy we're gonna start from the beginning i said i'm gonna like let's delete everything and we're gonna start recording again five four three two one like we just need to do it because it's not gonna be interesting Mm -hmm. or it's gonna be like somebody's gonna listen and be like oh i'm falling asleep you know and that, and sometimes he and I both work a lot. I have a ton of other side stuff, So sometimes mm-hmm. like there's just no energy, but we're like, uh, so spiral from the book of saw. like, no, wake up, Yeah. Like, get another cup of coffee, bring it <laughs> to your desk. Like, and this is more for me. I would say like 90% of the time, the low energy is for me. I'm mm-hmm. like, uh-huh. And then, and then Chris Rock, but I'm like, I need to wake up. I need to get it together because we need to produce something that is, you know, interesting at least to one person at least (laughs) to Brittany yeah I yeah
0: I I love it and I think I I absolutely hate going back and listening to myself talk and so I can understand why you'd be like no I'm not feeling this like this needs to be better so do you feel like you're hard on yourself in that way
1: I'm not hard on myself but I can recognize when I'm giving 50% when I could be giving 110% or at least 100% you know as a i mean i can see when i'm half-assing something and i don't want to do that and and in anything in my in my job in my shows in the the zine with johnny like we don't i don't want to half-ass anything yeah you either do it right or you don't do it Mm -hmm. so um that's how i feel about the podcast too
0: well i think that's important to keep it real with yourself um and th- my mom has this book called the birthday book. I think like every mom has the birthday book. What is that? It's literally like every single birthday and it tells you like what your sign is and like all this. St- it's super cool. Oh. I mean, it's thick. I can't believe you've never seen it. I'm going to uh, no, know.
1: I have my friend uh, Mariana of Lilypads face painting and shout out to her. She has that. So like when you get your face painted, you yes. can like browse through it. Yes.
0: And so uh, it has like a little slogan. Speaking of which I, I want to ask her to be on soon. Oh but, my um, God. Yes. Yeah. I just, and I think she's so beautiful. We've never spoken in real life. I think oh, she's, she's so, so cool. pretty. Uh, but my, my slogan is the first first what is it the first step in being honest is leveling with yourself and I'm like yeah like it's awesome that you can be that straight up with yourself because a lot of people will be like yeah you know, when it comes to yeah. to how they feel about how they're performing.
1: It took a lot of, like, shadow work, for lack of a better term. Do I you know what that is? I want to hear more. Can you so tell me more? Shadow work is, like, looking into yourself and those ugly things that exist in everyone, maybe different things, like me maybe having too big of an ego and needing to bring it from, like, an 11 down to a 1, mm-hmm. or um, recognizing that I'm half-assing something and mm-hmm. eh, I'm just going to put it out. Like, no, you can't do that. You have to take some time. And I take it, I feel like I take it every morning to really recognize things that are kind of bad behavior. Mm -hmm. Maybe not bad behavior, but just like things that are, you don't want that negative kind of like vibe happening. It's like stuff that's like in the back of your brain Mm -hmm. that you have to bring up front and you have to recognize it. Like, you're half assing this. Yeah. You're not being honest with yourself. Your ego is That's the hardest thing. It is so hard. And you have to look in the mirror and like tell yourself She's pointing to a mirror. I'm pointing to a mirror mirror. right now. Hey, you need to like get it together. Like this is not cute. Or you shouldn't have had that. Well, like why why was that a thought that came into your head? Like that you know that's not right. Mm -hmm. And you have to tell yourself that. And it took a lot of that to like and I think that's why what I've been doing more recently has been successful is because I took the time for years to like do that Mm -hmm. and just tell myself hey like that's not the behavior you need to be having or when people tell me hey you should probably do this like just listen yeah or at least take it into consideration because you're i don't know
0: well no i i appreciate that because i think everybody you have the opportunity to reflect like you said on those qualities you may not love or you can keep pushing them back. But I mean, if you keep pushing them back, they're just gonna keep manifesting in like weird ways that aren't serving you, which is why it's important to do what you said, shadow work. And I've heard that term thrown around quite a lot, but I've never heard it explained that way. So I'm glad, and yeah, I'd have to say I do that pretty regularly And that's a very
1: like broad term. Like shadow work is something that was created by Carl Jung, I Mm -hmm. believe and it's like more intense and like deep than that That what i do is just like very like basic like hey like quit acting up like well you're keeping it in check
0: kind of thing yeah but then i've heard of like the dark night of the soul right where just certain things go down and you just experience this like really heavy dark time where you face all your demons and kind of just acknowledge them and accept them and you know do what you can to keep them at bay kind of thing uh But all important, because ultimately it leads to transformation and and I think um, success. Because like you said, I mean, look what you're doing, you know. So I want to touch real quick on your day job, because you are doing really cool stuff for the One Bride Guide. Yes. So tell me about it.
1: So I work with Monica McLeod for the One Bride Guide, and I'm so freaking grateful to have a boss like Monica, because she understands, like... I, she like sees what i'm doing and she recognizes what i'm doing and that's like i have m- so much appreciation for that but mm-hmm. not only that she's somebody okay so by the way she's somebody you should probably have on the show oh yeah i have her on okay. she's in april i think okay cool. late
0: march early april
1: so um she is also like super open to me like doing this extra stuff like me having like an artistic endeavor outside of work and just like supporting me and everything that I do maybe it's not necessarily with the one but she is so I'm just so like grateful for that because I've never had that from like a boss it's like oh my god yes I mean I've had like bosses that are like oh yeah that's cool but like to really understand where I'm coming from and be like this is amazing like that is so awesome Mm -hmm.
0: and to be supportive of it like yes please grow and do your thing Mm -hmm. that's huge that's priceless to me yeah so you're doing marketing yeah I do marketing
1: for her Mm -hmm. and what's that like sales and marketing um it's a lot like when I was working for Mac it's just a different you know
0: that's so cool but (laughs) I feel like you're you're really good at it I mean I think if people see that you're being genuine you are who you are there's no kind of falseness there or anything like that and I think that that's what everybody wants to see and someone who's kind of repping their brand in that kind of way.
1: And I work really hard to ensure that like their investment, people's investment in us works for them. Mm-hmm. I try my best and um, I see it working and I really believe in what we're doing. And I believe in that I can make, I can really help, you know, businesses that are in the wedding industry grow and just give them some exposure through to, to our bridal network, you know? So um, I love it. And I remember, like, maybe two years ago, maybe even a year ago, um, telling one of my best friends, like, I'll never work in an office. Like, (laughs) I'm all about beauty. I'm all about makeup. Like, never. Oh, my God, my worst fear. And when I actually started working there, I was like, I'm in an office, and this is pretty fucking awesome. Isn't that cool? (laughs) I also
0: love that you can, like, uh, for lack of a better phrase, like poke fun of your yourself, like your past self, yeah. you know, because you're all you. Like, come on, look yeah. at you now, you know, you didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, I think that's fantastic because all of us can identify with having this a strong, strong opinion about how things are going to go, and being totally surprised when the opposite happens in a good way. Yeah. So I think that that's super cool. So when did the idea for the weird corpus zine begin?
1: It came out of a conversation with someone, um, an individual that I know was talking about how their child's art teacher was kind of policing art in the classroom in an elementary school. And I was like, that's in what way? Like, and like, that's not art. Oh, oh. that's not art. No, that's not art. What is that? That's not art. And to me, in elementary school. Yeah. And it just reminded me of. Man, there's so many entities and individuals or, you know, organizations that don't, that like you have to fit into a certain box mm-hmm. in order to be art yes. or to be showcased and to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. And I believe that there are some really cool individuals, tattoo artists. Um, yeah.
0: Mariposa Never even heard of her until you showcased her in the zine. She
1: is amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it was so cool to actually see her in an art show. I mean, I think she's done art shows before. I think she's done a couple. But it's just so cool to like walk in, casually walk into an art show and be like, oh, I know her. Yeah. Like, oh my God, how cool. You yeah. Know? She's so young and she's so talented. And I just wanted to like, we just yes, to Yes, it's freaking incredible. There. No, Let's I'm show her serious. To Never yeah.
0: heard of her. So thank you for showing me her. Cause yeah. I'm like, how did I not know about this woman? And shout out
1: to her because she's just, she's just really great. Yeah. So, um, it was just born out of a, a need in our community to celebrate people that aren't always celebrated Mm -hmm. or maybe, um, be the tastemakers be, um, look for like that underground artist with like 14 followers that do a really have a really incredible vision. Like let's distribute it all over Corpus. Let's show it off. And so, um, i would have been happy if, well i say i would have been happy but i probably wouldn't have <laughs> but i was i was I like if i make happy. like 20 and eight people pick it up it's okay because at least eight people thought it was cool for sure and so we ended up printing we print every run um is 200 we won't print more than 200 mm-hmm. so it's a collector's item in a way i know so if i you missed out it, on
0: this one Sorry. It's not your fault. It's my fault. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I know I'm off. Does she have another one? I'm well, checking it out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I might. Um,
1: so um, we want to keep it limited because that way it becomes a collector's item. You mm-hmm. know, like, h- h- did you get them all? Like, did you get the whole first year? Did mm-hmm. you get all 12? Did you get the first 24? Mm-mm. Oh, no, you only got, like, <laughs> you only had 23. <laughs> missed March 2021. We wanted to keep it exclusive. And, like, it's kind of a fun thing to post on Instagram you know, hey, we're at Fresco. Like, we just dropped off 10. I love seeing that. And then the next day we go and they're gone. Mm-hmm. Like, that makes us feel really good.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, you really did create, like, what would you even call it? I, it's
1: a sheet of paper. But It's so much more
0: than a sheet of paper. Well, it's
1: crazy because it's like a sheet. It, like, blows my mind because I thought no one would... Like okay, like a couple of people, like our friends will pick it up maybe, and it has blown up beyond what I knew that I ever thought I would be capable of doing. So it just, it just really like shows that there was a need to kind of like we had to kind of like shake up the community, absolutely challenge people. Like, what is art? Is it this or like can it be this too? Yeah, it can. And look at what these people are doing. Yeah, like that's art. 100%
0: 100% Two. What you're doing is art I just want to say It's not just a piece of paper I know it starts off As just a piece of paper But there's so much to it I mean so there's Quite a few sections to it And then of course It opens up into a print mm-hmm. Which is the such an excellent idea Because that's your Typically your uh, What do you call them?
1: Not your so peep to creep But your
0: local weirdo Typically yeah. Is your artist yeah. Usually So
1: our local weirdo Is always like an artist That can do like a One color illustration so Yeah So some like Kind of black outlined art um is what we look for for the Mm -hmm. local weirdo um so we get a lot of. I will. I personally get a lot of questions. Why does the art print have a slit in the middle of it? Why is it all folded? Well, it's a one-page zine, so you it can open up it cracks me up that people
0: can critique it like I that. Know, I'm like, you're god. Oh I don't know goodness. if it's
1: critiquing more as it's like, why is it like this? It's like, well, like, like general, I'm not gonna I mean, actual curiosity. Like, print on art paper and like put it in a, with a piece of cardboard inside of like a plastic slip. Like, this is just a punk rock. Like, pin it on your wall. Put it in a frame. Or or just, like, keep it folded. Like, just open it up and look at it one time and then put it away. I yeah. don't know. Like, it's not, like, a museum-quality art print. It's just to showcase kind of, like, what this artist is doing. Get an idea of it. So, like, with this last issue, Mariposa, like, that was a flash sheet. So, you mm-hmm. can go to Plaque Point Tattoo and get any of those pieces tattooed on you by her.
0: See, that's pretty darn cool because you're also promoting what she does not only just her art yeah but also the fact that she's a tattooer hey do, do you fancy any of these or multiple go yeah. get them tattooed and that was on so you. smart
1: of her to send us that For because sure. it's like uh that is really smart like that's more let's like double the advertisement right mm-hmm. like to to showcase it like yeah check out all this cool art but also you can go to black point and get a tattooed on you like, yeah it's brilliant it is
0: brilliant so do you have all of your local weirdos peeps to creep all that planned out for the next year or do you kind of like get them as they come
1: i have most of the local weirdos um chosen for this year um i want to kind of i want to have six male six female Mm-hmm. identifying individuals i mean i'm open to like non-binary people of course but um i would love to have more women um more well, you've done artists. that
0: yeah you've done that but With cindy and now mariposa it's,
1: it's really hard to find them mm-hmm. so if you're out there and you're listening and you're interested in contributing some art to us like please contact us because i i feel like i'm kind of like running low on people to contact and i'm like oh no like i want i don't want it to be all guys you for know? sure
0: so how do you go about finding these people? Do you stumble upon them as someone like, hey, check this person out?
1: Well, our first local weirdo was my favorite artist in Corpus, Indie Science. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, you can see I have some art. I know. Of I love hers. it. In our bar, we have more art of hers. Uh, we have Johnny's office has like two or three pieces of her. Like yes. we have a ton of Cindy Science. It's stuff. so good. So, um, of course, like I asked her to be our first local weirdo. She was super open to it. She, um. Was also the main artist for our little art show upstairs mm-hmm. at the Bay Jules, our first event. Um, we started contacting people that we knew. So we, were, we knew we wanted Cindy. We knew we wanted Aaron Ibarra. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know Future. We knew we wanted them. And everybody else that we have for the rest of the year kind of came to us.
0: Thank goodness. Yeah. That's so nice.
1: So that was super helpful. You know, it, word got out really quick.
0: Yeah, when people are like, hey, check out my stuff. Because like you said, I mean, it could be somebody who maybe not the majority of our peers know because they don't have a ton of followers because they haven't put themselves out there yet. But they come across this zine saying like, hey, we, we want to see the underground stuff, the not quite so celebrated stuff. And sure enough, now you're really showcasing this people, which is tremendous. Mm-hmm. So when you did the swamp witch sideshow which i freaking loved i loved it that's
1: right you were you're
0: in a room full of stuff from there i know and i want to know more about it guys she has oddities in here and it's super awesome so was weird corpus already in the works when you did that event no man and you just did that in october so this was like quick turnover so
1: weird corpus was conceptualized fully and we tested it out in november okay um and we had like a December issue mm-hmm. that was like I think we printed maybe 25. I had to double check on that. Or it was a November. No, it was a December issue. So um the Swamp Witch side show was where I brought my personal collection of oddities, cursed objects, um just creepy things that I have in my <laughs> in my room.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: And my like weirdo <laughs> office, um that I, I i put it all out for display cindy signs of axis tattoo um who was also our first local weirdo and also um the main artist of our art show this past uh two weeks ago um she brought her own display of things as she was selling stuff and we had all kinds of entertainment like we had um aerial artists we had drag queens we had a belly dancer had we had mermaids. a burlesque performer i had a living breathing fiji mermaid mm-hmm. so i've always um you can kind of see with every event that I have a lot of, like, really random, different passions. Mm-hmm. So when you think about, like, the Swamp Witch Sideshow, like, I love oddities. I collect cursed curse things. And I, you know, I burn Palo Santo in here every day and make sure everything's chill. Yes, you have and, to. And um, I have a bunch of clowns in here. Um
0: I don't mind these guys. I I, I feel comfortable with them looking down on us. I don't know about that one. (laughs) That
1: one, I don't know about
0: that one. Yeah. the
1: other ones are fine. So, you know, I have a lot of, like, random things that I'm, like, super passionate about. So, the Swamp Witch Sideshow was the first time that I got to, like, have that kind of creepy, like, horror lover side of me and just, like, throw up all over the Ritz.
0: Um, And what a perfect place. The yeah. location was ideal. I loved it. You had some uh agua fresca from Fresco. That oh, was yeah. fantastic. I mean, not to mention and it was like beer by donation or something like uh-huh. that. It was a ton of fun. I yeah. loved it. Like that's the kind of thing that I think would be cool to have, you know, semi-regularly at an art walk, but you're like, yeah. yeah, you don't have to plan it, you just show up. But I mean, to me it was so so fun. And so now tell me when you decided that you wanted to have this launch party for Weird Corpus.
1: Um, I wanted to try my, I guess, see how a market would work. And I would curate it myself. Um, I just wanted to to try it. I wanted to celebrate, like, some vendors that don't get into all the markets. Um, Getting
0: Quasar's Arcade involved was such a brilliant shout idea. Out,
1: this is the uh, shout-out episode. But no Shout-out to Peter for, <laughs> like doing they donated those cabinets like it was free play all night they took the time to load those three cabinets onto a truck to drive them all the way from the south side downtown and to unload them and to let people just like freely play so that was really cool of them because they wanted to be a part of it Mm -hmm. and that was so awesome for them to be supporting us like that and to like help make it less of just a market but more of an experience. Exactly. And they will very likely be at every event that we have because I we hope just love so. Them so
0: much. I just think that that's such a an untapped market you know gamers gamers galore everybody games now i mean even if it's you know and people it's a nostalgia with those old school you know arcade games so i think you hit the nail on the head perfectly what else did i miss at this show man i'm just like (laughs) tell me through your eyes (laughs) we had over 20
1: vendors and um, how do you go
0: about getting vendors for this do you reach out do you do an open call
1: well i had contacted a few individuals that i wanted to participate and the majority of them were able to sign on some of them weren't because they had previous obligations or they had family stuff which is totally fine they'll Mm -hmm. be here next time Mm -hmm. um i just wanted to curate it in a way where i was like i want a little bit of something for everyone so you know we have uh my friend t-shirt joe
0: i saw um, those
1: those horror shirts right but then we also have like brujita Mm -hmm. who i hope you'll have on your
0: shirt yeah she's on yes oh cool (laughs) Yeah. yeah oh my gosh
1: she's amazing so um when i learned of who she was and what she does i was like you need to be here period mm-hmm. we had um heather morbid from morbid's creations she brought like some taxidermy like some oddity. See, that's
0: cool so
1: all those little bone ornaments on my voodoo tree like, oh made
0: those. okay
1: so i have, have to have look a, at those um, more closely
0: when this is over
1: i have a creepy little christmas tree of shrunken heads in my office next to my banjo <laughs> uh,
0: yeah a very nice banjo no this is i'm I'm very comfortable in digging this room.
1: So, um I wanted it to be and then we also had like wildflowers mm-hmm. and they're like they're super popular For they sure. were they had like this insanely beautiful display in there. They really did it up. Like I mean I I mean I just had like little black tables with like tablecloths and then some people just like they brought their own set it Mm -hmm. felt like like a freaking like i love that they wanted to be a part
0: of it though you know it
1: meant so much because to me i was like oh it's just a sheet of paper like nobody wants to be a part of it and it was the complete opposite yeah no people are like yes let
0: me be be a part because it's such a neat and needed I'm going to call it a movement. Like, it's so amazing. Oh, that feels good. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: 2020 Vintage too. Monica Ellison, she had an incredible setup as well. Like, it wasn't just, like, a table, you mm-hmm. know, which is totally fine. Like, if you just, you know, have the table, but to utilize your space... And create like your own little experience within the big experience mm-hmm. is like take advantage of that. Yeah, well, I think they know? fed off
0: of your idea behind it that you're very much about. I don't. I want this to be memorable. Mm-hmm. I want people to get something out of it more than just an op- an opportunity to shop, which is great. You know, when you have local vendors in one spot and give people the opportunity to buy local goods, but it's another thing entirely to make something so just fantastic i mean like i said i just heard people just going crazy about it for the that's next 24 so awesome. hours yeah and i mean people being like oh my gosh hey uh you know i saw emma and i met her and she was amazing and blah 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 oh, and, that's so oh nice. yeah absolutely and um I just have to say, like, I was just so freaking thrilled. Like I was the whole time I was in Austin the whole time I was there. I'm like, I want to know how this is going. We also I knew had a,
1: a signature drink, too.
0: Oh, tell me more about this. So It was
1: our local weirdo and a portion of the profit like went to the Ritz. So we well, I think one big thing is important with doing these shows is like making sure some local organizations are um, included and at no cost. Mm-hmm. So we had like period Corpus Christi there mm-hmm. and they were, shout out sh- Ashley. Shout out Ashley. We had a Gulf Coast Humane Society there. And then we, um, gave a portion of the, pro- well, um, the Bay jewel gave a portion of the profit from, um, the local weirdo drink that Johnny and I, uh, concocted in our little bar area up <laughs> front.
0: <laughs> y'all really, y'all yeah. developed it.
1: Yeah. So we were like, Oh yeah, if you do this and do this and do this, like that's really good. So we, um, Sent them the recipe. They bought all the stuff to make it. We sold out of them.
0: Wow, what was it?
1: It was I. Can't oh, don't tell. Us. Okay, you're secrets. right. You're right. You're right. Don't tell us. Don't tell us. <laughs> no, it's like a Moscow mule with like um, some cranberry in it. Okay. So.
0: No, I love that so much because yeah. you really did look at every single detail. So from
1: even down to the straws, like our straws are like black and white, like spirals. Ah,
0: see, that's what I'm talking about. It's just so well thought of, and I think you have the talent for this kind of thing so i have never planned an event ever i mean i attempted a surprise party for my husband one time and it just went horribly so for someone who's considering throwing an event big or small i mean how do you recommend they start and what tips do you have to make it a successful one
1: have a budget and know your audience so those are huge yeah so um having a budget knowing your audience and knowing what day of the week and what times to um to have your event is super important. Mm-hmm. Because if you have it on a Wednesday in January, it's very unlikely that people are gonna show up unless you have some like enormous celebrity. Right. Um you have to you have to budget. You have to have you have See, to be ready word. to put I hate out that money. Word. You have and to that be ready to invest in your what you believe to be your you know, you have to invest in yourself. Invest yeah. in your event. Like and if you make a profit, cool. If you make a if you break even, cool. If you lose 40 bucks, like, okay, like it could have been worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, like um just be prepared to to put money out to invest in what you're doing. And don't expect it to be like, oh, I made like 2 grand on this show. Like that's highly unlikely mm-hmm. unless you have a ton unless you have an enormous budget and you can bring like a huge act down. Mm-hmm. Like just be realistic so th- i guess that's my advice
0: no th- those are important things because um, i think somebody who's never planned an event before of course wants it to be like this amazing awesome experience right. it's just gonna like fireworks and just like change everybody's lives although i think weird corpus was pretty darn close to accomplishing all of those <laughs> things so what did it How did it feel being there and seeing all these people come through and just having a great time? And all your vendors are doing amazing. Did -hmm. you have a time of like self reflection, or like did you and Johnny like meet up back? i don't know backstage or whatever he was a dj
1: in the event so we would meet up behind oh that, right on um, behind DJ the table page. yeah
0: <laughs> and so were you guys like man i can't believe we pulled this off and well
1: johnny was like wow this is awesome and like all the vendors are like oh my god please have us next time uh the venue was super happy everybody at the vigil was like oh my god like everybody's requesting to work you know this event next time we have it like
0: when does that happen in june
1: <laughs> no oh. when does it
0: when people <laughs> request to work an event never yeah.
1: So that made me feel good, but I felt like I could have had it more full. Mm -hmm. Maybe I could have marketed it a little better or maybe I could have done this, but I think overall I was pretty happy with how it turned out. But I'm that's that's just me like it could have been shoulder to shoulder and I still would have been like mm, we could have had a line out the door. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. You know, like <laughs> I, that's, just, that's just aspirations. How I think, and that's part of my like work that I need to just do with myself because that is unrealistic. Mm. And especially for a small community like ours, like what we had was enormous. Yeah. So um I'm super grateful for the amount of people that we came in, but I guess at the time I was thinking like, ugh, like I could have had more people in here. It feels kind of empty.
0: Well, I feel like it's just a matter of time because I'm telling you, I think surrounding areas will be like, hey, did you hear what's going on? It's well, going to had Corpus a lot of on competition
1: Friday. Competition that night.
0: Ah,
1: uh, we ton of events happening that same. I night.
0: think I yeah, because I remember uh, seeing a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, there's a lot going on in Corpus, and of course I'm out of town. I'm still bitter, clearly. <laughs> Stupid Austin. Uh. But I believe that, too, because Art Walk kind of has people spread out because there's so many things going on. Yeah. But I knew that y'all's event was definitely the hot ticket. Yeah. And a lot of peers just absolutely loved it. So the next one's in June. Tell me what's in store for that.
1: So it's our third or fourth or third Disco 3000. So that was a... another passion project of mine was Disco 3000. So it's inspired by the 19, late 80s, early 90s nightlife in New York City, where you would walk into a nightclub and you would be somewhere else. Like it wouldn't be like you were in New York, you were an outer space or, mm-hmm. um, so two years ago, um, we did a night at the bedrock spurry, which was I love uh, that. my, my fantasy was what, what if w- there was like a nightclub in bedrock? What would it look like? would be happening <laughs> so i rented dinosaurs like life-size dinosaur people that would get in life-size dinosaur suits and like go through the dance floors people are dancing we had all like prehistoric That's inspired cool. entertainment so in this june i went back and forth on the theme there was like three different things i wanted to do i was like no i want to do this no wait i want to do this no wait i want to do this but um it's all gonna be it's gonna be all about the future mm-hmm. So, think the Jetsons, think uh, Blade Runner. Yes. Like, I think like futuristic. Like, I want you to walk into the Bay Jewel and feel like you're in, on a spaceship. Like, that's the goal. I, all futuristic inspired entertainment. Um, yeah, that's kind of the vision this year. For I can't wait. And, and so it's a giant pride party. So, um, we have like a Voguing contest. Oh, what? Um, a Voguing contest. Oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, we did that. We had like a little pageant. Um, a little contest lip syncing contest so we we want to bring all that stuff back and we last year i took a break but this year i'm like let's just do it we need to do it
0: and you're a very big advocate for pride and um human rights and all that kind of stuff which i think is so cool and you're very uh outspoken about that in terms of like how you feel about it and so Mm -hmm. i think that that's tremendous like of course we need that kind of stuff here focusing on um you know being inclusive of everybody
1: right and when you think about like even just our word corpus Launch party. It's all about just like exposing people to things that are typically in just the gay bars, but it's like, it's okay. Like, it's fun. It's mm-hmm. just entertainment for everybody. If you're open to it, mm-hmm. it's different from what we normally see. And it's all about, like, I don't want to say exposing people to it, but I don't know how else to describe it other than just like, hey, here's a drag queen. Yep cool right yeah okay it's done (laughs) her song's over right like did you explode like no you're fine it was fun well I feel like
0: it's more accessible uh, yeah for sure because it's like hey art walk you know you guys are going to be downtown with your family anyway come to this free event there's Mm -hmm. video games there's also going to be some drag performers there's also going to be some really awesome local art come check it out
1: yeah it's all the. I think people know now it's all going to be our events will always be, like, the more bizarre or, like, different things in Corpus. Like, when you come to our shows, you come to our events, or you come to our markets, it's not going to... You're going to see something you've never seen before.
0: Yeah, I think that's huge. So, what do you like to... Uh like glean inspiration from whenever you're planning these events and that kind of thing like what do you turn to because thinking of a theme you're like I had three themes I couldn't decide with i would like, have a problem picking one theme <laughs> you have three
1: well um there are some other themes I don't want to get into too much detail because I don't want people to No, don't tell ideas. us but like it could be <laughs> anything from like a movie that I watched and I was like I want to take that put it in House of Rock mm-hmm. or I want to take that and put it in the Bay like, how can I do that? And I uh, thinking about my October show, what I plan to do for that. I've never seen it done here locally.
0: Ooh, so, Oh, I, well, congratulations on getting married then.
1: Oh, yeah. I get married on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm very excited for that. Um, but I'm thinking about my October show. The, sw- uh, the second Swamp Witch side show. It's going to be inside of the Bay Jewel. Yes. Um, I will. S- here's what I can say. We have a lot of collectors coming in from all over Texas that will be sharing their own cursed and haunted objects like other people that are collectors of this stuff. So um, we're definitely going to have it's going to be more than like just me and Cindy Mm -hmm. with our little tables. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to be a lot bigger, Um, but we have something planned that's just going to really like I think excite people for something different i During can't Halloween.
0: wait are you kidding me i'll tell you off the mic yes no i know <laughs> well so uh, tell me if you can tell me this on the mic which is your most haunted slash cursed object that you currently possess
1: um that little wind up right there
0: okay and i saw her
1: she was at the um
0: sideshow mm-hmm. yeah i definitely saw her there
1: the little windup likes to go off on itself that thing um on the that second shelf that really creepy looking man yes. sculpture. Yes. And maybe Brittany, you're welcome to take pictures of these and then be like, here's what we were referring okay. to. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't promise. know what the hell I feel like I need to is. ask for permission
0: to take pictures.
1: It's fine. Cool. Um that just feels cursed. <laughs> it's not cursed, but it just looks really creepy. You're talking and about then, um, the m- the man? Yeah, the great yeah, man. No,
0: the man's definitely weirded me out a little bit. And then I like um,
1: it. Nadia up there. Oh, yeah, I saw her, too. She's a bad bee. She's That's why she's, so, up, she's she up high. She likes a lot of attention, yeah. She's up high because, like, I don't need her running around my room.
0: I hear you there. <laughs> um,
1: those aren't cursed. Those are happy.
0: Yeah, no, like I said, <sighs> I'm not typically comfortable around clowns, but I'm okay with these guys.
1: Yeah, that one, though, I don't trust that one I know, she reason. keeps pointing to this one. I'm going to have
0: to take a picture of him, too. So... For people who have an idea that isn't commonplace, especially in a town here in Corpus, Mm -hmm. not not your idea, but one that's hasn't been done. They haven't seen this kind of event. What would you say to someone who feels like it's lacking and maybe they want to to do something?
1: Um, you mean like if they feel like it's too grand? Yeah. Like if they're like, I want to introduce this.
0: Uh, Maybe, maybe a little bit of both. Okay. Yeah
1: um choose a venue that can accommodate and maybe has the um maybe has the following already that would appreciate what you're doing Mm -hmm. um test it out try um collaborating with a venue and being like hey i have this idea what do you think can we do this during this time or this time when you know it's going to be busy to at least give it a chance Mm -hmm. um make it free and budget it appropriately, yes. so that way you can at least get people exposure to it and know if there's a market for it. Because mm-hmm. if it fails, yeah, maybe you lost some money, but you didn't invest as much as you for sure could have, and then had like this epic failure. Yeah. So I guess that's what I would recommend. Like, right and, and it's good to kind of like tease it a little bit, like promote it, see if there's people that are interested in it. Um, But I feel like Corpus right now, Corpus is like so thirsty for something different. So if you are, if you have like this grand idea, you know, just do it. And if it fails and it fails and it's not going to work. But at least you tried it and you didn't have to think like, man, I wonder if I would have done this. It would have been great. Mm -hmm. And don't let somebody else do it. You know, oh God, if, you know, I know. You're, if you know that if you feel it like in your spirit, just like stirs your spirit like this is it, this is something like people are going to come. Just do it. It's fine. Like just do it. And if it fails, it fails. And if it doesn't, then you got to do it. And that's your thing. Yep. So, no, that's huge. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: um, pe- people need to hear that. And that's why I always like asking you guys who've done something really great like this what you would tell someone who's just getting started off. So Emma, I want to thank you so much for letting me come over on a Monday
1: uh-huh. of all days,
0: <laughs> um, to talk to you about all the amazing things you're doing. And I appreciate you and weird Corpus and for the fear signal and everything that you're doing. And I can't wait for June. I will be there. I'm not yes, missing it. Don't miss that
1: one. That one's, that one's going to be crazy. I know, I'm not missing just go it. Through like, thousands are wild. My month is booked, <laughs> but
0: thank you so much.
1: Yes. Thank you.